Hello. Well, what do you know? Hello and welcome. I'm even surprised. I'm the one doing it. I'm surprised. It's Mark. And this is Trucking Answers, the podcast where we come to you only through your ear holes. The best holes, uh, some would say, to uh, get to you from. Eight out of ten retired licensed electricians agree that this is the best trucking podcast on the internet. I'm here with my co-host Gracie, who amazingly is awake, but taking a bath at the moment. I'm sure she will jump in soon, as cats are wont to do. Uh, today, our featured show, we have 35, we're in 35 countries now, slowly enveloping the globe. How about that? That's a big college word right there. We are slowly we're going to encircle it. We're everywhere. We're going to be everywhere you want to be. Wait, what? Oh, somebody already has that? All right. We're going to be We're going to be everywhere. Today, South Africa joins us with one listener. One listener way over there, and I'm pointing in the direction of South Africa. You can't see me, but trust me, that is the correct direction. South Africa joins the podcast. If you're listening from South Africa, hey, why don't you send me an email or fly bird over here whatever they do all right and say hello so uh we got some trucking news today we have a little bit of automotive news and we're gonna have yet another reason we are not on mars all right there are many reasons uh most of them involve idiots on this planet (laughs) i want to ask today about pay now in a recent survey drivers said pay was the number two problem in the industry and actually companies say it's the number three problem ironically companies could fix that at any time by simply increasing everyone's pay because that's what companies said well you know pay really needs to go up to attract drivers i'm like that's the dumbest thing i ever heard from a company we really need to increase our pay in the industry well go ahead and do it but when drivers say pay is the number two problem yesterday on my uh friend of the earth award-winning live show that I do every Monday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, I commented on a job that I found. I'm always looking for jobs, all right? So in Indianapolis, this is where I look because uh, headquarters here is just north of Indianapolis in beautiful Lafayette, Indiana, home of the Triple X restaurant. Be sure to uh, visit it. It was on diners, drive-ins, and dives. You can uh, see it there. Excellent food here in town. We had Guy here. It was pretty exciting a couple of years ago. What I found was a job for, this happened to be Ruan. So here's what they're saying. This is over the road, okay? Home two consecutive days a week. Now, this this is just a random job that I found. So that probably means you're home on weekdays, or they would say weekends, okay? So it must be Tuesday, Wednesday, which would be okay with me, to be honest with you. I'd rather have a weekday off uh, because at least one weekday, because you can get stuff done. There's nobody around. That's why I like to work nights. Uh, During the day, you can go out and do stuff because everybody's at their job. So uh, either way, it's 30 an hour plus overtime past 40, okay, over the road, hourly over the road. So guess what all your time is paid? That's number one. Number two, $25 a day per diem for every day that you're on the road in addition to your pay, not subtracted from your pay like many companies, not we take two cents a mile for it, none of that, okay, plus $15,000 sign-on paid over the first year, okay, and plus... Your first year, you're guaranteed $100,000. All right, so that's $22,11 a week that first year. $22,11 a week with these guarantees and everything that they're doing. Is that is that not enough money? You're going to be looking at, you know, taking home $1,500, $1,700, depending on your 
insurance and situation and how many kids you have and stuff like that a week for that year. And I would I talked to a friend of mine about this and he's like, well, Mark, what are you going to do after that first year? I go, well, you walk, you march in the office and tell him, look, if you don't continue to give me this money, I'm quitting. See, here's the thing about companies. They're going to have to give that then to the person they hired to replace you. They're going to get a sign on bonus in that. I don't know why drivers, you know, why this happens to us. It doesn't really make sense to me at a lot of companies. They'll give a new driver basically more money than they give a driver who is there. And then they wonder why people leave. But I will tell you, say you went the next year to, you know, I don't know, this would probably pay eighty, ninety thousand a year. So instead of 115, the next year you're going to go get 90. Well, you tell them, look, I'm not doing that. You're going to have to keep this money up or I'm going to bail out of here and leave and go somewhere else. And that's absolutely what drivers should say for that kind of pay cut. But regardless of that, you can walk in there now and, uh, you know, get $2,200 a week. I don't think that's bad money for what is basically three weeks of school if you even went to truck school. Um, many people didn't. But you don't have to. But if you did, I still don't think that's terrible money, especially if you're on the road. Now, it's a different story to go back on the road like I wouldn't do this job. Plus, it's a long drive for me to go down there. But if you're already on the road and you're making, say, $1,600 a week, all right, this is a huge raise. It's a $30,000 raise. All right, that's huge money. So there's money to be made out there. 2200 a week living in Indiana, all right, you can live like a king. You can buy half of this town for that. So is money really the problem? Well, I don't know. I mean, the, you get what you will accept as well. You know, I'm seeing places advertising. I just saw a place, uh, you know, that said two years experience, 49 cents a mile. All right. I saw that too. So some driver with two years of experience, they could go also go take this job at Ruan that I saw advertised for $2,200 a week, or you can go take 49 cents a mile. Now, I know it's a pain to change companies. It is. But for $600 a week, how much of a pain is it? You know, 6 or 7 or $800 if you're getting 49 cents a mile. How much of a pain really is it? Eventually, the, you know, the pain of staying has to outweigh the pain of leaving. Or you'll just continue to get what you will accept. But uh, for companies to say pay is a problem, well, they could Im immediately raise their pay. J.B. Hunt, which I talked about the other week, right, just came out with huge numbers. Companies are releasing their quarterly numbers. They made tons of money, right? So if they wanted to, they could uh, certainly put the pay up a little bit higher or whatever. The problem, I think part of the problem is drivers perceive that they're not being paid adequately for their time because you're getting mileage. And so you have this two-hour delay, which is very common. They'll wait their two hours, then, they, then we pay you. Companies should stop doing that. It just seems like you're not being paid. When really, overall, the weekly pay, not bad, right? Okay, so you're getting $2,000 a week, but then drivers sit around for a couple hours and like, you know what? I'm not making any money sitting here, even though the pay per week is good. So I think this hourly, you know, at Ruan here, it's $45 an hour past 40 hours, okay, for overtime. Is an interesting way to do it. And you could tell the drivers, look, you're getting paid for all your time. Even if it comes out the same. It's, it just seems like drivers think that they're getting more when you say every minute of your day is paid than, than if they get the exact same money. But it's set up pay plus stops plus drop and hook plus, 
you know, detention after two hours, plus a possible layover after a certain amount of time. And if it's the same money, it still seems like it's getting more. It doesn't make sense to me, right? The, the bottom line should be how much you make a week for the work that you do. That's it. But that isn't how it's perceived in people's heads, and uh, that's a problem. So is pay really the problem? That's what I'd like to know. Most road companies, if you have a year or two of experience and you're on the road, you're certainly making 75 plus or should be now without too much problem. I see that advertised all over. You'd basically have your pick of places. If you'll go to a place and uh, get a year or two of experience and then go look around, I see that everywhere. And I will tell you, that's way better than the average pay in the United States. So let me know, is pay the problem for you? Is that really the problem that's going on? Or are there other things you know, at work that are just a real problem. You know, I think always the treatment is really the problem. I think really that's the problem. Companies on one hand tell you, look, you're a hero. You're an essential worker. And then they're like, oh, no, we don't let you use the bathroom. You're a scum-sucking dirtbag, right? I mean, so you can't have this both ways. We cannot have it both ways. We're either heroes or we're dirtbags. <laughs> which, which is it? Pick one. All right, pick one. Now, <laughs> This is how we know. This is how we know that none of this is true. All right. And and this is companies have just come out and said, look, we should postpone this vaccine mandate until after the holidays, until people have had a chance to shop. And just that we know that none of it is actually real. And I'm not saying coronavirus isn't real or right? I had it and uh, I've been vaccinated as well. So uh, there you go. But. All this mandate and all this kind of stuff, this has nothing to do with anything because here's why. If it was so serious that people were going to drop dead immediately, there would be no talk of delaying anything. If it was such a serious public health threat, you would immediately want to get it taken care of. You can't say, well, you know, if we delay it, at least, you know, the coronavirus at least will not attack anybody until after the holidays. So we cannot have this both ways. I just hate hypocrisy in life and anything. If it's such a such a hypocritical thing to, to come out and say, well, let's delay this after the holidays. You know, at least it, if you don't believe it, just say, look, I don't believe any of it. And so just don't don't have it. But you can't say we need a mandate. But after the holidays. All right, that cannot be the case. It's either a serious health threat to the public, okay? And so then something should be done about it immediately, regardless of anything else. Or it's not a big health threat to the public. And, you know, we can do stuff as we figure out what works. But we can't say there needs to absolutely be a mandate because of a big health threat to the public, but we're going to delay that until after people spend money <laughs> that that's not legitimate that's what we know this whole thing you know the mandates and all that stuff which of course libertarian right i don't agree with any of that right you make your decision based on facts that you get and you talk to your doctor and you decide what you want to do that's where i am on it the government has no business in any of this kind of stuff at all Okay, at all. That's where, uh, you know, that's my take on it completely. But uh, to say we can delay this, uh, then obviously it's not a problem. If we could delay it till after Christmas, why, why do we have to have it at all? 
I mean, that should be the question people ask legitimately. And when you ask that question in public, you're like, oh, my God, what do you want people to die and immediately? No, I, I, I'm allowed to ask a legitimate question that if this is such a big problem, <laughs> why don't we take care of it right now today? I mean, if it's really, really a problem, that should be immediate. Oh, this is what has to be done right now. Not, well, you know what, this has to be done, but, well, you know, there's holidays coming up and stuff, so we got to take care of that. No. No, and by the way, I'll be with my family on the holidays, and you should be with your family as well, if you want to be, I guess. <laughs> uh, regardless of what, uh, you know, any pundits on TV or whatever say, all right, don't listen to any of them. Time with your family, that's the most important time. Uh, over work and over pundits over anything so go see your family if uh, you know that's something that is on your mind just go say hello and you know pop in and the that's what's important isn't it all this other stuff really doesn't matter that much does it that's what i thought there was an ata management conference in nashville recently did you know about it were you invited i th i thought i was going to be invited i guess i got lost in the mail or something you know the mail's been kind of slow so they didn't invite me Probably because you know who it's for? Trucking executives. It's put on by who? The ATA. <laughs> what a surprise. The American Trucking Association puts this on every year. It's at a resort in Nashville. Now, here's the thing. What did companies just say? What did we just hear about earlier? Well, we should pay drivers more money. Okay. What happened at this trucking um, at the management conference? Okay. Do you know they had a concert there? Oh, did you hear about it? No. Do you know who played? Bon Jovi. Yeah. Yeah, Bon Jovi. Heard of him? Yeah, he's a dude. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. The cat's biting me. Uh, bon Jovi played. And so I looked this up. Do you know you can find out how much it costs to have Bon Jovi play a private concert like that? Well, do you know there's a little bit of variation depending on how many people are going to be there and stuff? What do you think it costs to have Bon Jovi show up and play? You can hire him for like a private wedding or whatever. That's what I was looking up. And uh, yeah, <laughs> you can. Uh, depending what's going on there, it's between $750,000 and a million dollars to have a Bon Jovi concert private like that at a private event. Nice. These are trucking executives that apparently could throw a million bucks to have Bon Jovi show up and play, you know, a set, however many songs that is, an hour or at least, uh, an hour or less probably. I don't know. I mean, they're giving trucking a bad name uh, when they do this kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. So they can throw down a mill, a lar uh, one mill on one Bon Jovi concert. But but when you are sitting somewhere, they're like, no, no, you have to wait a day before we give you $50, okay, that is the problem, that is your problem right there, right there, there's your issue right there, you know, so this million, boom, gone, I'm sure it was a great concert, I love Bon Jovi, by the way, uh, can come and play here, no problem, but, <laughs> right, when you try to get, you know, paid, oh, detention, oh, no, well, no, we're not paying for, you know, you got to wait there four hours. I mean, you were five minutes late or whatever. You know, this is this is the problem. This is part of the problem. So but I'm glad uh, that the executives got to enjoy a private Bon Jovi concert. And uh, you think of that if you're at a company that's making you sit for hours without being paid. That is, uh, you know, doing it, it has layover where you have to sit a day, two days. I've seen 48 hours before you get $75. All right. 
that you think about that where you're sitting there and then you think about, hey, go up and get those little truck magazines and start making phone calls. Right. And uh, one of the calls should be to apparently to Bon Jovi. System transport. Heard of them? They're transporting the nation's Christmas tree this year. It started out October 23rd. It's from California this year, so it probably has a lot of regulations on it and has high prices. Either way, it has a. it's going to D.C., of course. It has a bunch of stops on it, and where you can go look at it, I guess. It's a tree laying on its side in, uh, on a flatbed, and uh, congratulations. And so it has all these stops in California, like eight stops where you can go see it. Then the next stop is Fayetteville, Arkansas, and then at D.C., so, I don't know, apparently across the country just drives itself across the country. Uh, I don't know why there's not more stops in the middle of the country. I guess D.C. figures that's all flyover country. California and D.C. is it. So, basically, so you can't see it anywhere else. But uh, good for system for getting that. Of course, they put a brand new truck on it. It didn't name the driver. So, uh, because apparently the tree is what's important. And we have this driver from Sargento. You ever seen their trucks on the road? They look like a piece of Swiss cheese, right? Then the trucks and uh, trailers match. Very good looking trucks. You know, I didn't know this. They only have 45 trucks. I thought they had their trucks are all over. I guess because when you see one, it's a very unique looking truck. So they have 45 trucks. 21 of their drivers out of those 45 have a million or more safe miles there. That says something about that place. And uh, so that's nothing to uh, sneeze at. This driver is the most safe driver, the safest driver, 4.25 million safe miles. Now, of course, I had to do the math on this. He's been driving 33 years. So that's, and he leaves Sunday in his home on Thursday. That's 2,477 miles per week, 52 weeks a year for 33 years. So is it possible? Yes, it is possible. So uh, there you go with that. He is not going to be retiring anytime soon, he said. And he is another driver. He goes 57 to 60 miles an hour because of a fuel bonus there at uh, at Sargento. So, and he says what every driver that goes slow says, which is the line, well, we uh, I go slow and we get there at the same time anyways. Here's the thing. If I'm going 68 and he's going 57 uh, in 11 hours, I think I've gone farther than that driver. So, and he is... In my opinion, that isn't safe to go 57, especially out west, you know, where the speed limit's 75, 80 miles an hour, and you're plodding along at 57 because they give you some kind of fuel bonus. Wonderful. Either way, apparently we have a difference of opinion on that, but uh, you can't go 11 miles an hour faster than somebody and then uh, get there at the same time. So in 10 hours, I've gone 110 extra miles. Then that driver can't catch you. So he can't catch you. That's not how that's not how going slow works. Otherwise, why not go 45? Uh, what would the truck get then? He said he gets 9.2 going 57 to 60. Going 45, it should get 11 miles to the gallon. Wouldn't that be better yet? That'd be legal still, right? Most states, 45 is the minimum on the road. Why not do that? Oh, what? right. Because you'd never get anywhere. Because going slower, it takes you longer to get somewhere, it turns out. There's some kind of science thing involved in that? Yeah, I don't know how that works. It's kind of science-y. So uh, let, me, uh, let me tell you that. If you go faster, you actually get somewhere sooner. Yeah, that's how, uh, that's how that works. But uh, that's just a difference of opinion apparently we have between uh, me and uh, the cheese driver. I do like their trucks. They win awards and stuff all over the place for their trucks. They're very unique. I can't imagine they only had 45 trucks. I thought this place had a thousand cheese trucks all over the place. Apparently not. Are you ready 
Do you have a Chevy Silverado? Many of you do. Well, here's what Chevy says about this. They, I don't know if you know this, but you can get a four-cylinder in that truck now. It's a 2.7 turbo, all right? 2.7, so it's a big four. But they said, you know what? It might be time to eliminate that 5.3 and make the 2.7 the engine for that truck. Yes. Are you holding on to your hats? Why? They have the same horsepower rating now. <laughs> Both have 310 horsepower, according to Chevy. So you'd be able to get the 2.7 or the 6 liter V8 in it if you wanted that. But you could not. The 5.3, they said, that might be going. The 2.7 gets better mileage. It's only a couple miles per gallon, but it's still, when you sell that many trucks and you have all these EPA regulations and mileage regulations, you need to increase that all you can. By the way, the 2.7 has an 8,900-pound tow rating. I know that's always important to people. What's the tow rating? Do you ever tow anything? No, but I want to know what the tow rating is. Well, it's 8,900 pounds on it, so that's pretty impressive. I saw a couple of reviews of it where people drove it. It does get kind of wheezy at higher speeds where if you get on it on the highway to get going, it doesn't have the oomph to move that big truck around because it's still you're still down on torques from it. But still, would you think that's a great deal that you're getting a four-cylinder? Would you put that on the side of it? I know people always post their numbers, oh, six liter, eight liter, right, 200 liters. Would you put 2.7T on the back of it? I did notice on the truck it is not labeled as such. Okay, they don't put those labels on it. And it's actually not in their, it's not in their ads. Kind of the way Ford did when they went to three cylinders, okay? It doesn't say three cylinder. 1.5, it says. It doesn't say three cylinder. So, and Chevy's doing the same thing with this 2.7. It doesn't say anything on the truck. You know, just basically, here's a truck with an engine. And so some people probably don't even know that it has a four-cylinder. Many people don't ever check that kind of thing. Are you in? Are you ready to get a four-cylinder Silverado? It could be your next truck. Now, you Dodge Ram people, do you have a Cummins uh, 2500 or 3500 Ram 2021 or 2022? Well, in another uh, bolt problem, right, Dodge says park these things outside away from structures and other vehicles why there's some kind of wiring short in them and they could burst into flames at any time whether it's on being driven or anything else it can just catch on fire because of a short they're working on a fix you'll be notified in december <laughs> so that would make me a little nervous driving it around or parking it at the mall or whatever when I'm in there checking, getting some clothes at Hot Topic. So uh, the thing could, you could come out and it's burned itself to the ground or whatever. They've had some problems with this. They said they have some kind of internal wiring short. And so these things are catching on fire. Park them outside away from structures. I love that, right? Don't even park it near a structure. I don't know. What do you do when you're getting gas? Get a longer hose. I would say, you know, it's not like they're all just bursting into flames, you know, instantly as soon as they are started or just sitting there but it's enough where they're recalling them and they have had some burn to the ground so keep that in mind if you have one of these there aren't that many of those around these are expensive and they are for towing unlike the 2.7 in the chevy most people buy this thing to tow stuff around be careful with it now i want to give you a reason 
why we are not on Mars. There are a lot of idiots on this planet, and they give us many reasons why we are stuck here instead of living a blissful life on the red planet, basically freezing to death because it's so cold. So in Indianapolis, a person walks into a Circle K. This is a store like a 7-Eleven or whatever in case you don't have them in your area. All right. So he goes in there and lays down a 20 on the counter at the cash register. And he said, and by the way, it's always a dude, right? A guy walks in there and says, hey, I want some change for this $20 bill. So when the cashier opens the register, he pulls out a gun and says, hey, give me all the money in the register and throws a bag at him. I love when criminals bring their own products so he doesn't have to use a Circle K bag. I mean, that's kind of saving the planet recycling. You got to give him a hand for that. That's pretty awesome. So the cashier fills this bag with the money that is in the register, gives it to him, and this dude takes off a running. Right, heads right out of the store past that little thing, I guess, that says how tall you are. I always try to duck under it. I don't know why. I see those, I'm like, I duck down and like, they're going to think I'm five feet tall uh, when they come and get me. But so he goes out, takes off running and leaves. Well, of course, there's cameras and everything. And uh, the, the thing is, they call the police. Well, I don't know if you've ever worked at a convenience store, but you're not allowed to keep a lot of money in the register. They will fire you. So you always have to be dropping money, as it's called. So this criminal, who forgot his $20 bill, left the store with approximately $17. So I don't even know. It didn't say if he'll be charged with a crime. I think the store owes him $3. So change. the store is actually money ahead. And if this guy would rob the store more often, they would do pretty good with this guy. <laughs> Here's the thing. If you put money down like that, you take that money with you. That's your money that you came in with. You don't leave it there. I think that, you know, uh, per personally, you could say, well, look, I was just trying to get changes for, you know, I got my change and I left. I thought it gave me $20 of change. That would be an interesting argument. That would be, uh, you know, if the change doesn't fit, you have to quit. I will say that. I will say that kind of thing. So he left with $3 less than he showed up with. And uh, that's no way to be a criminal. And fortunately, this person will not be on Mars because he won't be able to afford the trip to the Red Planet with me and Elon Musk when we are there living our best lives, looking at the Earth up in the distance with this guy on it, hopefully in prison. So uh, that's the story today of why we are not on Mars and why the Circle K um, is not out really any money. So, uh, I don't know if that's a robbery, only an attempted robbery. I'm not sure how that would go, actually go down in there. I do think there's an argument for that. Either way, we're going to head on out of here and head back on the big road. Uh, there's a lot of storms going on. Uh, 80's been closed. Um, the Northeast has this Nor'easter, which is misspelled with an apostrophe in it. So, uh, that's scary. When storms start having apostrophes in them, they get scarier. So be careful with that out there. Be sure to uh, catch the live show every Monday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time over on YouTube and all the other videos. And if you have a reason why we're not on Mars, be sure to send it in to Mark at TruckingAnswersNation.com. We'll see you on the next podcast.